Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we are talking to Danielle Bin. She is not only a mom, but she is a nutritionist, and she's also a specialist at helping your kids not be so picky. It's Lean Green Dad Radio. Let's go. everybody. Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey, guys. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Hope you're having an awesome week. And as my wife said... I'm Corey, and I am a busy husband and a busy father, and if it's your first time listening to the show, welcome. I am a plant-based athlete. I am uh, super happy to welcome amazing guests to the show each week, and they're really inspiring folks that I can find that help me stay motivated to stay fit, eat healthy, and really get the most out of life as a busy parent. For me, finding time to work out make healthy quick meals for my family and spend quality time together can be really hard when we overschedule ourselves. So my hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these folks that you'll take away some quick tips or inspiration that you can use in your life to keep you and your family going strong. Now, of course, the show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. I have to give a huge shout out to my friend Andrew Noble at Smart Fitness. He is a personal trainer here in Central Florida. If you live in the Ocoee, Central Florida, Orlando area, you got to check him out. His website is gosmartfitness.com. He works out with folks 20 minutes twice a week, and he gives you all of the strength gains, the weight loss, anything you need. He can target a specific program just for you. Again, that's gosmartfitness.com. Andrew Noble, he's my buddy. Look him up. And of course, my special nonprofit partner, Culture City. That's culture with a K. Check him out, culturecity.org, one of the top 10 nonprofits in the country as named by Microsoft. They help with not only awareness, but acceptance for families living with autism. That is children who are mostly affected And those kids are just special kids. They are superheroes, if you ask me. And so they are helping people like me, families that are not directly impacted by autism, to accept those kids and those families. I love their mission. I've been a part of the Culture City family for about a year now, and their founder, Julian Maha, is a really special person. So I encourage you to look them up. If you happen to know a family living with autism, uh, you know, send them to the website. They have a lot of free resources and programs in place. But more than that, it's just a wonderful organization. So even if you're thinking about donating to a worthy cause, it doesn't get much better than Culture City. Again, that's culturecity.org. Okay, let's get into the show. Today, we have Danielle Bins. Now, Danielle, I met not too long ago. She is a blogger. She's a mom of two wonderful girls. And she has a pretty unique story about her first daughter that was born. Um, I'll let her tell that story in just a minute, but she has a great ebook out there. It's called Thrive with Five, and she has a prick, a picky, pricky, a picky eater protocol that she uses to help parents introduce their kids to foods that they might, you know, not 
think that they like, how to get them to incorporate them into their lives. So things like broccoli, maybe fresh fruits, and just veggies in general. And I got to tell you, her thoughts on dessert blew my mind. I love what she said about dessert, but you'll have to listen to find out. So why don't we get right into it? It is my talk with Danielle Bins from her Danielle Bins Nutrition site. I will let you listen in. It is Lean Green Dad Radio. Let's go. All right. Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad. And today we have Danielle Bins with us. She is a blogger just like me, except she's a mom blogger, of course. She's got an awesome story about one of her little girls, uh, how they came into the world. And of course, she is uh, the Thrive with Five cookbook and so many other things. She specializes in picky eaters and that picky eater protocol. So welcome to the show, Danielle Bins. Thank you, Corey. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so excited my bed or my kids are in bed on time for this. Yes. Podcast. Hello. I just put mine to bed. <laughs> yes, yes. It's wonderful. Um, okay, so you might be new to some of those folks that are listening to the show. So tell us about you. Tell us about what you're doing. I know you've been blogging for about six months and you've got all these wonderful certifications and all of these healthy ways to get our kids to eat those foods that they might be a little bit picky with. So tell us your story. Where are you from? How did you get started on this thing? Okay, so um, my story is an interesting one. So I am actually a, a mar- marketer by trade, have a, had a 15-year career in marketing. And then um, I suffered with some infertility issues, something called PCOS. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to nutrition school because I've always had an interest in nutrition since probably I was in my teenage years, although what I thought was healthy then is very different from what I know is healthy now, uh, besides the point. But so I went to school, I spent two years in school, and during that period, I actually got pregnant naturally even though you know my doctors were saying I needed to go on metformin and all of these drugs to support me I knew there was a, there would end up being a natural way so then I thought you know what I need to switch gears I need to help other moms who are struggling with fertility or parent um, couples that are struggling with fertility and I was so passionate about it and then I had my little girl so um, and she her name is Sienna and it was I'll be completely frank one of the most hellish years of my life <laughs> It was really challenging. She was born at four pounds. Um, We could not figure out why she would not nurse. She did not eat. She wasn't growing. Every time I took her to the pediatrician, she was, you know, she was either falling off the growth scale. And so it was just a real struggle because unfortunately, as parents, we judge our success based on where our kids fall in the percentiles, right? And for us, she was in the zero percentile. So I interpreted that as I had no idea what the heck I was doing as a mom and I was failing. So you know, um, it's a it was a very long and rough year, but the, the good news coming out of it is that, you know, I started through that process, and you know, when the pediatricians were telling me, you know, she need you need to fill her up on um, McDonald's French fries is okay, just give her whatever milkshakes and all the stuff, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I know sometimes you got to break the rules, but. I, you know, this doesn't feel right for me because I knew, again, being a nutritionist, what um, my, I should be feeding my kids. And so I started to, um, I started to do things my own way. I did, I started researching. I got certified in children's feeding and especially around children with um, selective feeding issues. And I learned that it wasn't just about what we're feeding our kids. It's also about 
how we feed our, feed our kids. And so I changed my entire approach. It was no longer, Sienna, you have to have one more bite, or you can only have dessert if you finish your vegetables, or you can't play unless you, you know, you eat this. And so, and those were a lot of things that we think are, you know, that we have to do as parents to get our kids to eat. But, you know, I'm here to tell parents that that's actually not the case. So, you know, all that said is that, you know, I wanted to go on fertility, had this issue with, with my daughter, we came through it. And now she's anything but picky to the point where her pediatrician, her endocrinologist and all of her specialists are now saying, what are we doing differently? Because she's thriving. She will forever be small because she has genetic, um, she has a genetic form of dwarfism. But, um, but within that, within, when you look at those kids with her condition, it's called Russell silver syndrome. She is um, doing, I would say, much better from a health and a growth and such perspective. So we are, I would say, you know, my stress levels today, which used to be a 10 out of 10 at mealtimes are now, um, I would say like a one or a two, right? So, and I want other parents to be able to feel that. And I know that over 50% of parents struggle with their kids eating. For sure. So that's my very long-winded No, intro. it's great. We need to know your story. And it is really inspirational because, you know, you, you find moms out there and i'm sure there's so many moms out there that can relate to fertility issues um you know jen and i have a different story all of our trouble happened after we had our baby um as you had kind of both you know well no you had the perfect pregnancy and then after you had the kind of the same thing and so right. um but how do you how do you transition them you know it, it's and you're so bold for making your own decision because you've got the doctor in your face like telling you, hey, listen, you need to do this. And then you've got your gut inside saying like, okay, this, there's something about this that's not right. Because just like you said, it's, it's okay to fall off the wagon sometimes or you might have that, mm -hmm. uh, that ice cream or something. But, you know, right. when the doctor's saying fill your kid with french fries, mm -hmm. something about that isn't right. So how do you transition your child from not eating anything at all to slowly getting those healthy things incorporated into their lives. You know, and that's the key there, Corey, slowly. So, you know, we expect things to happen overnight and it's just not the case. When we're dealing with our kids, it's everything needs to be gradual. And so that's why even when I work with parents and kids, it's all a phased approach because kids thrive on routine. They thrive on consistency. So when we switch things up, they're like, what the heck is going on here, right? And and it can um, actually backfire. So we want to be really gradual and delicate with, uh, with yeah, how we change things with the kids. So with with Sienna, I um, I continued to introduce those nutrient dense foods. I made sure because she was only getting one bite of something, I made sure it was the <laughs> there was you know the biggest bang for her bite, um, and. And I just continued to offer variety as I was doing. I, I did hesitate, you know, when she was falling off the scale initially, you know, do I listen to these guys? They are doctors, but ultimately we know that they have, you know, less than 24 hours of training and nutrition. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Right. Right. So, um, so I just stuck, I need, you know, it's so important that mothers follow their gut. People kept telling me, you know, your child best. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't know her. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but then I, thankfully, I was had such a good support system of people backing me and, you know, my schooling and so on. I was like, you know what? I know what I'm doing and I will feel so much better if I just do what I feel is right. And so I just, yeah, continued along that path and over, you know, months and she started to learn, okay, this is the way I'm supposed to eat. I'm supposed to eat not grazing all day long is that, you know, we thought that we should do with her, um, having structured meals, having the variety and having expectations that, you know what, our kids are not going to eat everything on their plate at one meal. For, you know, one meal, at one meal, they might just eat their beans. 
and parents are like, oh my God, what about their veggies? And you know, the next meal, they might just have cucumbers. And then the next one. But the key is I tell parents all the time is that don't look at a day in isolation, look at a week. Because for the most part, kids will get everything they need if we let them during that, that time. I love that. Um, so then you don't make her clear off her plate or anything like that when she's eating her meals then, right? No, no, I don't. Nice. That's great. And, and, well, you know, part of it too is, of course, so I don't know if I mentioned, she is an underweight child because of her genetic um, issue, but, uh, or at least on the smaller end of the gross girl looking here, I wouldn't say she looks underweight, but she, that, that's the dangerous thing is when you have a child that's under the 10th percentile, research shows that these kids tend to be overweight as adults because they grow up hearing from their parents, you have to finish the food on your plate, you have to eat more, have to eat more. And then they lose that sense of being able to like, uh, to be able to respond to their appetite and their hunger cues. And so that's one thing I wanna be very sensitive with her. I want her to know that, you know, I always ask her, Sienna, how does your tummy feel? She says she wants to leave, right? And she's only had a, a, like one green pea. Like, how does your tummy feel? Does it feel full? Does it feel half full? Does it feel empty? And sometimes she'll say it feels full and then she'll come back five minutes later. Yeah. And ask them, no, honey, you know what? You said your tummy was full. And so it's, it's a hard thing for parents to turn kids away when they're asking for food, but that's the way they learn. Just like with sleep training yeah. or with any type of discipline, we have to be pretty hardcore, so that, at least for a certain period of time, until they understand, okay, this is how eating works, yeah. right? Do they ever do that thing um, where they're like, hey, I'm full. I'm just wondering if I could have dessert now, you know? And like yeah. my kids, always they're always done early when they hear that dessert is allowed or they're, or they're having dessert tonight or daddy made some kind of, I don't know, yeah. chocolate pie or something like that. Does that happen yeah, with you? It's, dessert is a dangerous one. So it's about, we don't eat, well, so I have a, I have a sweet tooth. I like a little sweet tooth here and there. Me too, me too. But when we have desserts, it's typically either ones that I feel good about. So I have this black bean brownie, which honestly, my kids want three pieces. I'm totally cool yes. with it. However, uh, or, you know, avocado cacao pudding or, you know, chia puddings and smoothie. So the desserts we have are, you know, for the most part good. Although we had company the other night, he brought shortbread cookies. And of course, my kids want them. So the one thing I say with desserts is don't make them seem special, right? So we're like, guess what we're having tonight? Ice cream. But we never say, guess what we're having tonight? Broccoli, yeah, right? Yeah. It's just like even the tone in our delivery. Kids are like, oh, my mom's really excited about this. It must be something exactly. I want. Or if we say, you know, you have to finish your plate if you want dessert, then why do I, if I have to finish my plate, then it must not be that good. And if I have to wait for dessert, it must be really good. So I try to, um, sometimes I include something, I include desserts with the meal. So I love that. I do not do that. I'm totally guilty of being like, dude, if you want dessert, you've got to finish those peas or whatever, you know, and I'm, I'm you to- and 99% of parents, <sighs> including me sometimes, sometimes like, Oh, I just broke my own rules. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Continue right? on that. Continue on that. I love that. Yeah. So it's, it's a tough one, especially when you have a child that's smaller and has a small appetite, but, um, we don't have dessert every night, maybe a couple times a week. And so what we'll do is if I make cookies or that brownie, I'll put it, I'll put one serving. Everyone gets one serving. And so if they want to eat it first, that's fine. If they don't, sometimes they take a few bites and like, is this for real? Am I really getting to serve? Yeah. And um, yeah. And then so they can have it or not, but often they eat the other, like they want the other stuff on their plate too, because they know what their body needs. Right. And dessert is not that special here. Like it's, if, um, you know, sometimes 
if, if you know, we're, if I'm walking back from an appointment, there's a bulk store. It's in a healthy bulk store, healthy bulk store. But of course, my daughter gravitates to the section with the colored, multicolored foods, right? So it's like organic jelly beans. Um, and, you know, I'll give her, to, I'll pick up 10 and, and not make a big deal out of it. Because when we say, you really shouldn't have, you're having too much, then they want, they want to do the opposite of what we say, right? It's Whether it's we tell them to wear the white shirt, they want the black shirt. If we tell them... You know, they've got to go to bed. Anyways, they always want to do the opposite of what parents do, even at the table. It's true. It's true. Um, now, is that what your picky eater protocol does, uh, your your program there? Now, is that a program? Because I saw on your website, the picky eater protocol. Is that something that yeah. you consult with parents about? So the, the picky eater protocol is my online program. So I work with parents one-on-one on a six-session basis. But sometimes there's, you know, there's, Parents that just want the do-it-yourself model, and it's a little bit more cost-effective, and it's actually extremely effective in terms of um, in terms of the progress parents see. So, what it is is a six-phase approach, and it takes them through the six critical ingredients of what it takes to create to transform a picky eater to from a yeah from a picky eater to a healthy eater. Nice. And so, it uses all evidence-based strategies, and the the real goal of this is to again that gradual approach over six weeks. You know, here are the two steps for week number one. I want you to go do these at home, whether it's family style meals or putting dessert at their table or, you know, there's different strategies and I give them worksheets to walk through those. So it's really just an online program that parents can do on their own, but they also have support from me in an online group. Brilliant. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to talk about that. that topic of holistic nutrition, because your site is so great. Like you have the holistic nutrition background, but then in addition to that, you partner with your medical professionals and medical based evidence. So that, that line is, is a tough one to kind of balance there. You know, you've got your, your, your mind and your spirit saying, I'm going to feed my kid vitamin C, you know, I don't know about you, but we use like tons of ascorbic acid here, vitamin C, you know, we mix it in water, we mix it in juice. If somebody's sick, we just load them up with vitamin C. And, uh, you know, typically they feel better. We give them some vitamin D as well. But, um, you know, what, how do you balance that? When do you decide, okay, I really need to take them to the doctor? Do you do you have like a timeline of they've been sick for seven days, they're bleeding, you know, (laughs) what's what's your what's your protocol? So, you know, I just see I when you're dealing with kids or dealing with anyone's health, it's not really, I can't solve everyone's problem. So when it comes to piggy eating, I often engage or partner with occupational therapists, speech pathologists, sometimes even um, medical doctors. So it depends on the child. I will bring in different parties so that we can all do what we do best mm. and we talk to each other. Nice. So we'll, they'll know what I'm trying to achieve and why I'm suggesting certain things and vice versa. And so, so far, you know, I haven't run into any complications there because again, we're all working for the child in the child's best interest and if the parent is reaching out to all of us then they want you know um, us to to, um, to combine efforts in that in that sense but with my own kids they rarely go to the doctor you know I've they've got they're on a pretty good immune boosting protocol uh, my fridge is full of supplements and I make sure the food that they get very as I mentioned very little like sugar um, and yeah and so the only time <laughs> actually we have a, a doctor call-in service so we can actually call a doctor to come to our house, which is fabulous. No way. Wait a minute. You're in Canada, right? Yes. Oh, my yeah. gosh. But it's very secretive. I only found out through the, through a friend. It's nowhere. It's not really well known. And so I'm sure that you, well, 
I don't know. Maybe not me. Oh, do not <laughs> no, be sure. No way, Danielle. Yeah, I take that back. I take that back. It's got to um, be in your plan, and you've got to be covered, or else you're going to pay half of your savings account to get a doctor to come to your house. There's no way that's going to happen in the U.S. Well, you know, the downside of, is, of it is that they like to come at 11 p.m. Oh, when my girls are sleeping, and then I have to wake no. them up, get them. So, um, yeah, so they've only been ill. Well, Sina's been ill once. Like really, where she um, she had a like norovirus, which was we all had it. Mm. <laughs> and other than that, it's just the, like the mild runny nose, and I will take that. You know, the odd fever here and there, but nothing really um, that worrisome. That's cool. That's great. Well, I mean, this, the food that we eat is full of antioxidants, and it's full of right just tons of good stuff for you. So that makes sense. I- yeah, for sure. Okay, talk about your fitness. What do you do as a busy mom? Because, you know, your kids are young. You probably don't have a ton of time to go spend, you know, two hours a day at the gym. So what do you do for your workouts? What do you do for your fitness? So funny you ask that because the past couple of days, because I'm working on my online program, I've like, okay, I've got 30 minutes. What am I going to do? And they have been my hardest workouts. Yes. I'm like dying. My husband tried to call me in the middle of one of them. I'm like, I can't talk. I can't talk. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm all about kind of uh, rotation. And so I like to – today I actually went on a on – a, almost an hour long run and uh, I'd like to, I just like variety because I get bored. And so every day I like to do something because I just find for my sanity to get out of the house and move. It does so much. I just work better. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. And then the days where I have to miss uh, some type of activity, I go a little crazy and I just, and so I think this is better for everyone. If, even if I just get 15 minutes in. So as I said, a couple times a week, I will do a 20 minute, 30 minute, um, high intensity workout where I just pick a couple activities kind of at random. Okay. I'm doing some jumping lunges, maybe some ropes, uh, skipping, and I'll just throw them together and just cry through the process. <laughs> and once it's done and you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. I feel so energized after those workouts and I, and you know, in my work with moms, it's funny because when I started out, my goal was to help moms, but anyone that had, I'm majority of people that I work with, they're reaching out to me about for their children because no one, no mom is really looking for help for themselves or not often enough. They often just want like, help me fix my child. Right. And so what I do when I'm working with parents while I'm helping their child, I'm also giving them advice for themselves because picky eating often is not a, um, it's, you know, it's a child's doing as child's behavior, but it's often fueled by parents because of our mindset, because we're not taking care of ourselves, we're frustrated, we just don't have patience. And so when we're happier and healthier and more calm, then automatically it's amazing what happens at the table. And so I encourage moms to like take that, even if it's just five minutes to yourself, like just just some downtime. And I say, you know, at least, and this is ridiculous, ridiculous, but even a couple hours a week of just doing like you with no kids. And it sounds easy, but it's actually quite difficult for a lot of parents. And yeah, just to get away and clear your mind, you can come back so refreshed. We like, uh, we have like guy girl nights where Jen will go hang out with the girls and I'll go hang out with my fellas. And, you know, (laughs) Uh, it's just time, time away from everything, you know, even though time away from your spouse, you know, like love you, babe, but I need some man time. You know, I got to go drink a beer and hang out with my fellas. <laughs> so we'll, we'll do that. And like, she'll go, uh, this sounds cliche, but I'm, it's the truth. She'll go to like these like makeup parties or like, it's a candle party. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh yeah, go have fun. I do not want to do that. But, um, oh. 
I'm, I'm being judgmental, but that's just, she she wouldn't want to go drink a beer with me and my fellas. So there it is. It's even. But uh, it, girls have interesting nights out. I know when my husband's sometimes in the room, well, we've got, I've got some girls over. He's like, you you girls talk about the craziest things. I'm like, <laughs> my, my wife has this mommy's group that she'll go to. And it's like the, the mommy's group. Whenever there's a question and we're not sure, she like always just posts it to this mommy's group. And the group is like a, a Facebook thread of like five or six of her best friends who are moms. And okay. that's what she does, you know. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, mom conversations are very different from the non-mom conversations. That's okay. That's for sure. A lot of potted training and, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. lunchbox packing and all this conversations <laughs> so i just signed up for your ebook the thrive with five um can you tell me about some of well just pick one of your favorite ones out of those five and what is the ebook how can people sign up for it because i want people to check you out and get your your ebook yeah for sure so you know that was my one of my first free downloads um i, I wanted i'm trying to give parents as much content as possible so that they feel like they can go home or be at home and know what to do to some degree, right? Especially for those that have very mild um, issues at home. So the in the book, my one of my favorites is coconut oil. And the reason I say that is because, well, one, it's very versatile. You can get it into virtually anything. You can cook with it. You, you know, um, throw it into smoothies. It tastes damn good. Um, the other thing is that it is, you know, for a lot of kids with better picky eaters, they tend to be smaller. And so parents are often worried about again, getting that nutritional bang for their bite. And so um, coconut oil is like loaded with so much goodness. It's, um, you know, even the fats are so wonderful for kids. Actually, research shows that underweight babies who are fed coconut oil actually end up gaining healthier weight than th- than some of the other oils and fats that are added to baby formulas. So it's a really wonderful food and actually even helps with weight loss. So there's, so I don't understand the mechanisms behind it, but if, um, for adults who are looking to lose some weight, taking, having a tablespoon of coconut oil a day actually helps metabolize your fats and, and so works in the opposite way. So it's actually a pretty wonderful food and you don't have to, you know, um, it's again, pretty accessible and so on. So it's just a, a good food. Our, our kids need, you know, the brains are, our brains are made of fat, right? 60 to 70% fat. So we, and their brains are growing at rapid rates within the first two years. So we need to feed that brain. And then I often see parents going for these like low fat yogurts and, um, low fat, this and skim milk and so on. And it's just like, okay, no guys, our kids need fat. Yeah. Let's not fear it. Yeah, right? they do. They do need fat. I mean, that's why you're, you know, if you think about it, like cow's milk or something like the whole purpose that, uh, baby cows drink the cow milk is to gain weight because they're born and they're just like little sticks. And then they drink the cow <laughs> milk and it's full of fat and then they gain a bunch of weight. You know, cow milk is made for cows. So, um, yeah. That seems to make a lot of sense, and um, yeah. you know the I love the also uh, the one you mentioned is avocado, which is like my favorite. Um, oh yes, I love. I actually forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah I, totally. sometimes I'll put avocados in my smoothie. It sounds crazy, but you can't really taste it if you mix in your chocolate, you know, powder or like a vanilla protein powder or something like that. It kind of like takes on whatever it's with, right? Have you had that experience? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Even just for like a pesto sauce mm. or so I do an avocado pudding. Okay. 
um, avocado popsicles. Oh yeah, it goes and it's, it's so, again, another versatile one. And the other thing that's great about avocado, it's so soft. So even for babies, right. For a younger child or, um, a child that has, you know, texture issues, it's, um, it's awesome. I love it. I eat, I eat about an avocado a day (laughs) and it gets, it gets very expensive sometimes here when the prices go up. But, uh, yeah, my fridge is always stocked with at least five of them at a time. Me too. Do you find (laughs) that your fridge needs to be, uh, emptied out every now and then, or do you end up eating all of the nice whole foods that you end up buying? I eat everything. Me too. I hate wastage. I know. I can't. Is that a word? Wastage? I don't know. I just made it up, though. Can we make it work? <laughs> yes, Danielle Bins has coined the term wastage. I love it. Uh, um, I, yeah, I I think part of it, though, too, Corey, and this is interesting because I um, I grew up with, like, plate, a clean plate syndrome mm. where, you know, I could not leave the table unless my plate was sure. empty. And so now I have a hard time letting anything go to waste, even with the kids. It's terrible. It's like the it's like the golden rule: don't eat your kids' leftovers. But it's usually always healthy food, and so I'm like, oh, I'll just have a few bites here. So same applies to the fridge. If there's anything in there, and it's, I know it's going to go bad, I don't care if I'm hungry or not. I'm still eating it. I'm not saying anyone should, everyone should do Empty that. Yeah, <laughs> get rid of it. That's great. Oh my gosh, uh, I love it. Well, what's next for you? What do, what do you have in the works? Are you working on something? I know you've got webinars in the future and stuff. What what are you thinking? So yeah, so this right now I'm in in launch mode. So after I get off this, uh, get off our awesome podcast, I'm heading back to to uh, just finalize the finishing, finishing touches on my webinar, which is this Wednesday, and I am talking about picky eating 101. So I'm doing that a couple times over the next couple of weeks. Then I've got a picky eater challenge in my group. So my group is holistic moms and little ones. In that group, we talk about everything nutrition for moms and picky eating tips. And, um, that, and then in, uh, I guess further down the road, I'm looking at ways to start to work with schools and daycares and, and just start to talk to more, reach more parents so they know what healthy means and what a balanced lunch looks like. And, you know, and so, and that just because they don't have to cut the crust off your kid's bread and give them Nutella sandwiches every day just because they ask for it. Like there is a better way. And so, um, so yeah, so I, my goal is to try and get into schools and daycares and I've started some of those conversations and just have um, some local partnerships, um, on the go. Yeah. To get that message. Out. I love it. Um, where can we follow you? We've got to have everybody click like on your pages and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so um, where we start? So it's at Danielle Bins Nutrition on Facebook. Would love to have you there. I do live videos every few a few times a week where I'll share live from my kitchen with my kids tugging at my leg. Yes, of feeding them. And um, and then Holistic Moms and Little Ones is my Facebook group for moms. And then um, where else am I? And then DanielleBins.com is my website. And Twitter and too, there. right? You got a good following Twitter. on Twitter there. Yes, Danielle at Danielle Bins 4. I've really got to work on my, my names. I had a hard time securing my name. So I've got at Danielle Bins 4 um, is, my, is my Twitter handle. And, uh, and then Instagram is Danielle Bins Nutrition as well. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to see you guys. I love it. We will follow you. I'll put all that stuff in the show notes. And uh, Danielle, thank you for being on the show, taking a couple awesome. minutes to talk to us. It's going to be great. And um, well, everybody, hey, go check out this Thriving Five. It's a quick little ebook that you'll love. So uh, we'll put all those links in the show notes and everything else. So Danielle, you rock. Keep helping those picky thank eaters you. and those parents out there. And we love you back. Thank you so much for everything you do. We'll talk to you soon. 
Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for making it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. You rock. But hey, don't let your experience end here. Visit us online at leangreendad.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and even a YouTube channel. It's all at the handle at leangreendad.com. We also have a free three-part grocery shopping series where I take you through Whole Foods, who is another one of my amazing sponsors. And uh, I tell you what all the healthy foods I get, they also come with little little cheat sheets that you can take with you to the grocery store, so check those out. Until next time, my friend, my friends, until next time, my friends, I should say, this is Corey from Lean Green Dad saying keep going that extra mile for your family. We'll see you next week.